This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, in the sunny city of Boca Raton, Florida, our special guest is a rising star in the field of veterinary medicine. She actually knows no boundaries when it comes to educating and entertaining us about dogs, cats, and other critters. Her posts and videos on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook have more than 1 million views. Now, and as you discover on the show, she did all of this and conquered cancer during the pandemic. Move over, Wonder Woman. I am honored to welcome to our show the remarkable and resilient Dr. Lindsay Butzer. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lindsay. Hi, Arden. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm so honored to be here talking with you. Well, we're honored too. And hey, everyone, Dr. Lindsay is going to share what life is like as a veterinarian, how she uses her social media superpowers to deliver health tips, and much more. But you all know the drill, so sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here from the Old Behave Show, talking to you about a great company called Natural Farm. They make all natural dog chews and bones. Yum yum for the dogs. They are single ingredients. They're very nice to the environment and they support a lot of animal welfare groups. Check them out for your dogs. They're bully sticks, gullet sticks, collagen sticks, and peanut butter, chicken, and other flavors. You get to choose what chew for your dog. Go to naturalfarmpet.com. Pause up. Use promo code BEHAVE15 for 15% off store-wide. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is a veterinarian at the Clint Moore Animal Hospital. Last name, great last name for a place, Clint Moore. I know it's a road in Boca Raton, <laughs> but the Clint Moore Animal Hospital in Boca Raton, Florida. She's also a pet meds partner. She's also a social media go-to expert. Her videos garner more than 1 million views and counting. Uh, bow wow, Dr. Lindsay. I'm so glad <laughs> that you could be a guest on our show. She's like, oh my God, stop with the puns. Uh, I'm so happy to be here, Arden, to talk to you with today. It's such an honor to talk with someone so renowned in the pet world. Well, right back at you, gal. Um, so we got to get into the, you know, you grew up. 
Your dad is Dr. Brian Butzer. He's been running the Clintmore Animal Hospital for how many years now? Over 30 years. Um, wow. I'm 31, so uh, they bought it when I was little. And so, yeah, he's been running that animal hospital. I actually grew up on the property, so they bought I would a five-acre lot in West Boca, and there was nothing around us. That was smart back in the day, right? Can you yeah. imagine what that property would be worth now if you try to buy five acres in Boca? Yeah, I can't even imagine. But we are surrounded now by million-dollar homes when it used to be farmland. And I grew up in a double-wide <laughs> mobile home, and my dad and my mom were building Clintmore Animal Hospital. Wouldn't you call that a candominium? <laughs> yeah, right. And um, I went to a private school. And that was more east of on Jog Road, uh, kind of central Boca. And the bus would pick us up and we'd have a little petting zoo with goats and pigs in our front yard in front of the animal hospital. And my friends were like, how do you how do you go to this school? I just told them, don't, don't worry about it. We take care of animals. <laughs> yeah. So just like your dad, you just had that that knowledge that you wanted to become a veterinarian, right? Yeah. So because I grew up on the property with him, he would go over there at night and check on patients. And I was three, two years old hanging on him. And I would just hold his hand and walk over with him. And we'd check on dogs on IVs or that just had a surgery or a spay or something he would keep overnight. I would help him check incisions as much as I thought I was helping him. And uh, he would sometimes do some like cat neuters and spays um, all by himself. He was a big part in a animal rescue tri-county down the street where he volunteered thousands of hours. Oh, is that the one run by Susie Goldsmith? Yes, and she knows my dad. Oh yeah, they worked together. She sat on the floor with Dr. Butzer and he just had such a passion for animals and it just, it, it went to me and I just loved watching him work and I was just amazed every day how kind he was and that's where I got my passion to be a veterinarian. That's cool. That's cool. So you're one of three kids though, right? One of six kids. Oh, but okay. The doctor was busy. Okay. I was busy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you the only one that's a veterinarian in the bunch? I'm the oldest, so I'm the only one. And then as they trickle down, uh, my sister does the equine world in Wellington. She's a professional oh. horseback rider. Nice. So we are really big in the horse world, too. We're not horse vets, so we do hire equine veterinarians to help us there. And then uh, my little brother's trying to go to vet school. And then we have, uh, I have an older stepbrother, but he's in Colorado. And then two younger siblings who are 12 that my parents had later in life through surrogacy. So wow. they had them <laughs> at 48. So if anyone are you kidding? Me, doesn't have kids yet. You still have time. Well, I think my, my train has passed on that one, but that's funny. <laughs> so, you know, here you are. It's a full-time gig being a veterinarian in a small animal practice, but you got the bug for the social media. And that's also why we're so happy that you could be on the show because you're kind of a new breed, pardon the pun, of veterinarians. And you're using social media to get out information. You're not doing little emails or printed newsletters. I know that's so 1980. So tell us what you think, What what's inspiring you to sort of take this social media platform 
and bring out good information on pets? So I started my social media platform after I became a veterinarian and one year into practice. So I wanted to be, I wanted to be the best veterinarian first. And then I was inspired from my dad who was on Animal Planet when he was younger. Oh, cool. And yeah, he was on Animal Planet and Animal Cops and stuff and was always on TV. Really? So his clients would be like, your dad is famous on TV. You know, back then there wasn't social media. So he always had cameras in our hospital with alligator attacks or certain things like that. So that inspired me to get into social media and I want to be famous like my dad, you know, but nowadays it's different. It's on the phone and so much, a lot faster pace. Oh yeah. So yeah. And he's just so educating to me. And I wanted to give that back to the younger generations out there who maybe live in a suburb area who couldn't have many pets. So I wanted right. to show them like the fun side of it, the nurturing side and like, not just all the sciencey. Like if you do watch my platforms, it's really fun, my TikTok, and that I like to show breeds, I like to show animals, I like to show purebred cats and dogs, and look at this colors and all these things. Like, I, I want to show the love for animals on there. Well, you do that well. Kids. Well, I think this is kind of cool because your dad had TV, Tai Vai, Tai Vai, and now yeah. you're in the next realm, right? Who knows if you have a kid, it'll be all mental power kind of messaging what do you think oh yeah we don't know we're gonna have like a hologram come up and we can talk to people through that i don't know what it's gonna be so it is hard to budget time but tell us i want you right now before i forget give us the main uh, how to follow you because we're gonna finish that the show at the end also but people are listening yeah. like how do we follow her how do we follow her take it away oh, yeah. Dr. Lindsay. so the easiest way is google my name dr Lindsay butzer and click on videos and you'll see my youtube channel and you'll find over 200 videos that i've made over the past four years it's almost 300 now it is almost 300 i saw 269 at last time it is very close 300 so you'll find my videos and then you'll have my name there and you could check me out on instagram just search dr lindsey butzer and then tiktok is just dr underscore lindsey butzer so I didn't know my TikTok was going to take off. Um, I would have matched the names up a little better. Before we go to a break, what's some things you've learned about how to present yourself on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook? Facebook for us old parts. But did I say farts on the show? Yes, I did. Okay, so take it away. TikTok, let's go for it. Because I have yeah. a humble, very feeble TikTok account, but I'm, I'm like, uh, Helen Keller at the wheel. I do not know what I'm doing. So there are people out there. Give us a few tips or what's different on TikTok versus YouTube versus the others so that you can be efficient with your time and creative and still save the lives of animals. So TikTok is a faster paced uh, platform and each video stands alone on TikTok. So depending on how how your video is your video needs to send a message right from that one video right there as a whole instead of your instagram and your other ones people normally follow along from the past or they've already heard of you so you yeah. can create more story on those whereas tiktok is an immediate like satisfaction immediate information and that's how it gets dispersed if it's per video okay. so it is a little harder yeah so give us a good example of a TikTok that you posted 
versus something you posted on Instagram or YouTube? So YouTube would be informational. People okay. are coming there to learn, to sit down, have some popcorn or research something and they want to like really learn. My YouTube channel is like little mini lectures is how I've created my YouTube channel. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And then the TikTok is just fun. Here's a cute puppy or here's one tip for eye drops or something like that. Very quick or could just be something cute about animals or um, a quick informational thing. So you're working, but you also, what kind of equipment do you have? You have very nice lighting there for all those who are listening to the show, trust me, her videos. But what are some tools you use in lighting and how do you weave it in in between appointments? So my YouTube channel is all planned. So that's scripted videos. I spend all month writing scripts and researching information for my audience. And then I have filming days twice a month and I film videos with a videographer. So all of my work on oh. there is professionally filmed. It's not Good. from an iPhone. So that's okay. really high quality equipment. And then my TikToks and Instagram and Facebook, that's all done through an iPhone. And then I do all that editing myself at night. <laughs> Do you sleep, Dr. Lindsay? Yes, right? I, I get a good good five to six hours a night. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, everyone, we're speaking with a very amazing Dr. Lindsay Butzer. I want you, after the show, to follow her on all the different platforms. We're going to dive into life as a veterinarian and how COVID sucked. And then she got a double whammy and how she Ooh. conquered that, too, after we take this break. So, sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi there, I'm Kate Walton. I hope you're going to tune in and listen to Opie Hayes on Pet Life Radio with Arden Moore because she's a delight. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Opie Hayes. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm digging our guest. She is Dr. Lindsay Butzer, and she is an amazing veterinarian. She is a rising star in social media, and we're going to dive in. I was doing some research on you because I is a reporter, and uh, I found out in uh, January of 2020, before we even knew COVID was going to cripple many of us and make us stay at home and just upside down our world. Tell the listeners what happened to you because you're a nice young lady. So what happened yes. in January of 2020? So my world did go upside down. I was working 
five to six days a week, super motivated. I just turned 27 years old, just started dating the love of my life, Tim, who we're getting married in two months. And um, thank you. And then I started to see like bruises like on my back. And then I got like a rash on my legs, which turns out it wasn't a rash. It's something called petechiae, which is from low platelets and low red blood cells. Yeah. And I was looking at my feet and I had like a rash basically, but they weren't a rash. And I'm a veterinarian. So I'm 27, like, okay, what this is not normal. And I'm rubbing my legs, trying to get them to like go normal or or if it's a rash or whatever. I was taking Benadryl. I was like, I don't know what's going on with me. And I'm a previous marathon runner. I've ran one marathon, two halves before this. And so I'm like, I'm in I'm in healthy shape. And then I was on an appointment at work. So I kept going to work, but I was really tired on my drives to work. And I'm like, this isn't like me. Like I'm yeah. like a, going 100 miles an hour all the time. And um, I just was seeing a puppy, actually, because I work for a bunch of puppy stores. So I see new puppies as they come in to make sure they're okay. And I normally do a big spiel and explain stuff to these pet owners. And I'm out of breath. And I just told my manager, like, this rash isn't going away. I need to go to the hospital. So he was just like, what? Like, kind of like, are you kidding me? You know, because I'm really like happy, go lucky. I don't post anything negative. I keep all my my platforms really happy about the veterinary world or just life in general. So I kept it a secret for like a month. But so I went to Boca Regional Hospital and the, the nurse was really nice. And then she came in with my blood work and her face was just red. And she handed me the blood work and I see like high white blood cells like through the roof. And I'm like, it's leukemia. Like I just knew it. Yeah. I had I was re- re- like Googling it. You know, everyone Googles. Well, yeah, but you also have a medical background, too. Yeah. So my heart basically just dropped. And then I was like, what do we have to do? So we we did a bone marrow aspirate in in Florida. And they checked that. And they were like, okay, it could be AML. So they didn't have confirmed results. So AML is not a worse form. They're all bad, is what one leukemia doctor told me. He said, none of this is good. So... And then uh, I had to wait overnight in the hospital. And I'm like, I just was vomiting water in the middle of the night, just like terrified. Like you get cancer at 27 years old and your world just stops. What are you supposed to do? So in the morning, they told me, all right, it looks like you have AALL, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which my the doctor. So from there, we wanted to go the number one place in the world. So we're Googling which hospital to, to go to because I wanted to be at, at a place where they knew what to do for leukemia. Absolutely. I would have been the only one treated at my hospital here. They wanted to do it, but I they I would have been the only one on the floor. Good instinct, yeah. Dr. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. So we decided, my family and I, so we I got on the first private jet I've ever gotten on. <laughs> I had no platelets. I had a blood transfusion like hours before the flight. And then I got to MD Anderson and they they said, let's, we're starting tonight. It was like 9.30 at night. Where is it again? MD Anderson is where I went in Houston, Texas for okay. leukemia. And um, Dr. Contarjan ended up being my doctor. And he's the head of all of leukemia. So I was so blessed. He's the head of all the doctors there that do leukemia. And he talked to me, he said, do you want to do a pill or then you have 80% chance of remission? Or do you want to do chemotherapy? 
you're a beautiful young woman. You're going to lose all your hair, but we have a hundred percent chance with this. And I said, talk hundred percent. Let's my go. Hair. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't care about the hair. So we did, I started chemo. I didn't have time to save my eggs or anything, but so far it looks good that I should be able to have kids on my own. So I'm really happy about that. But yeah, so I spent 40 days in one hospital room getting a blood transfusion every three days. So if anyone's listening who has anyone that went through leukemia, this everyone pretty much does the same thing. So that's what you do. It's a long treatment plan. They put pick lines in my arm and then we just they started with the chemo. Wow. And yeah. And then uh, talking about COVID. Yes. Your timing is so delightful here, Dr. Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had... Uh, my boyfriend sleeping in the room with me in the hospital room and my mom and my dad was still holding down Clintmore Animal Hospital and all of his clients will tell you he never really left much. He came to visit a couple times, but I think it, just working for him kept him grounded and the rest of the family. So I had my mom and Tim there, but then one month in, actually it was two months in to it, which was harder for me because my body already did two rounds of chemo. So my white counts were super low. So yes. COVID hit and they're like, you can't get sick. And I'm like, well, first we were worried about the flu. Now we're right. worried about something we don't even know about. <laughs> wow. And wow. that was terrifying. He did like send the groceries to the hospital and I didn't leave the hospital. We we're on serious lockdown, which I'm sure a lot of people remember. Yep. And then on top of that, I couldn't have visitors. So I think Ouch. that was the hardest part is no visitors. And then I, my third round, I went through sepsis. So I don't know if that's because you don't have visitors or you don't have support. But my third round of chemo, I got sepsis and I was alone. Ice packs all over my body, 104 fevers. And it was like, I couldn't see anyone. So I think that was pretty insane. Oh yeah, the emotional state is hitting the physical body. Yeah. So not being able to like see anyone but FaceTime was really difficult. But yeah. yeah, I just was asking the doctor every day, when can I get out? When can I get out? When your fever breaks? Oh my God. <laughs> so um, tell us because it has a happy ending. It sucked then, but it does have a happy ending. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the good thing is I went into complete remission and I had to do two more rounds in complete remission just for safety measures. But yeah, so we lived in Houston. I took a year off of work and I kept posting and I kept telling everyone I'm in remission and we'd get our bone marrow results and everyone was following me on Instagram and I was messaging everyone every night. I started doing vet quizzes because what do you do in lockdown? You wrote some books. Yeah, <laughs> I wrote four books. She wrote four books. Yeah. So I think the um, one I really loved, Dr. Lindsay, is you did a video on how to give a cat a bath. And it was in uh, June of 2020 and you had short hair. Wasn't that your first video without wearing a wig? Yes. That did I video, do my homework? You did. You really did. So that video did take, took a lot of people's hearts away. I think I see a lot of messages come through on that one because I kept going. I kept making videos with wigs and people are saying, it looks like there's a Pomeranian. You almost look like head. a Heidi from Sweden, a couple of them. <laughs> and I'm going to leave yeah, them off. I look at them and I'm, I had this fat moon face and I just, 
They didn't care. I'm alive, right? right? At that point, you don't care. You made it through cancer and who gives a crap? You go and make videos and do all that stuff. So you're amazing. You're really amazing. Take a breath, inhale, exhale. So you have been cancer free now. What's the, how do they do that? Three years. Three years. Three years. So from the day you go cancer free, they start counting, which is great. Okay. (laughs) Because I have to do five years to get off the pills. Okay. So I'm okay. on chemo pills right now. As you're interviewing me, I take chemo pills right. at night, and I'm still. I'm going on coffee to work right now. <laughs> on chemo pills, but this has to have altered your your mind, your outlook on life. And I mean, you're you're a bubbly personality. You're smart, but you also got whammed. But you didn't crumble. And I'm wondering what what's kind of the mindset you have now moving forward as you. Look forward to getting married and continuing as a veterinarian and other things. I mean, yeah, cancer sucks, but it sounds like you're taking it and say, this is what's going to be better. Yeah, you just have to do what you love doing. So I love working with animals, whether it be you love cars, whatever you love, that's what drives you every day. So it's not even about the money. It's about your what you want to do in life and what makes you happy. So yeah, beforehand, I'm like, Oh, I want to buy a house. Like I'm in my career. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to make yeah. this much money and then get a, a house for me and this, my animals this and, and all this. this. And that's what normal people do in life, right? And then, well, once, that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And once your life is put in front of you, you're like, what makes me happy? What is my life um, about? And so my life's about my dogs. It's about educating pet owners, taking care of their pets, teaching them how to keep their pets healthy and in a nice clean environment and that's really it and enjoying them and that's what i strive to do so and that makes me happy so and being positive too yeah and i love i've been going through some of your videos and and everyone you really have to go to the youtube channel dr lindsay butzer and she mentioned the other links will wrap up at the end of the show with it but some of my favorites you ready especially in south florida the bufo toads they suck i mean and you were showing ways you really do need to rinse their mouth. I mean, I humbly am a master certified in pet first aid. I work with a lot of veterinarians. I think of pet first aid as that life-saving bridge between the uh uh-oh and getting them safely to the vet. So you got to get that hose or that kitchen faucet, right? Pronto. Yeah. Yeah. It was showing them. And those were some (laughs) of my real authentic videos in the beginning. If you guys go down my channel, those were filmed on my phone and that's when I started. And then as I made some traction and made some money to hire a videographer, they start getting a little more fancy. But I really try my best in my videos to show you like what's real. I cut my dog's nails, my Chihuahua Scout, and uh, he lives over at my mom's now. But I showed him cry. We hit a vein. And that happens. So there's the the sound, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you are a veterinarian, but you're not superwoman. But you also, I know all about Zymox. It's a great uh, company, Pet King Brands. And one of my favorite videos, you were doing uh, shampoo for gross, smelly, and yeasty dogs. Yes. <laughs> Come yeah. up, baby. Oh, yeah. I was giving that dog kisses. And after, I was like, I definitely need a shower after this video. Like, I really get in there with them and even my, uh, some of my technicians, like I see them laughing, you know, holding the camera. It's just like, it's just passion, you know, we got to take care of them. 
But you, you also, you know, shine the, the spotlight on cats, too. I mean, you know, giving the cat a bath as you announce your chemo thing, that's pretty cool because I know cats are very fastidious groomers, but they need a little love, too, right? Oh, yeah. Cats definitely need a bath. Not as often as dogs, but once in a while. And if you can't do it, bring them to the groomer and they'll they'll do it. But they meow and you got to stay safe and not get scratched. So one video I love is my scruff and cradle technique video. I made that one pre-leukemia. Oh, I, I saw that one. Hair. And um, that one, I just show you how to properly scruff and cradle them in case you never know what can happen. Well, I say they have a flexible spine and five weapons of mass destruction. Oh my God, yes. That Teeth and claws, perfect. right? Yes. So speaking of that, what are, what's your one one on your personal pets? What do you have at your home? Who do you have? So right now I've got four of the Laponian herders that I post all the Spell time. Spell that word, Laponia. L-A-P-P-O-N-I-A-N, Laponian. Oh, wow. What is it's that? It's a new it breed, looks... but I was in Barnes and Nobles and they had one little square in the giant dog book. So I was happy. I was proud of that. <laughs> so how big is it compared to like an Australian Shepherd or a Corgi, both herding dogs? So yeah, they're about the same size as an Australian Shepherd. Like I'd say okay. the smallest you'd get is 30 pounds. And then the biggest <laughs> you'll get is around 60 for a boy. Okay. Um, well, where do they, they come from? Coat. They're from Finland. So oh. so we got a puppy during chemo when I during COVID. I got a COVID okay. puppy with you guys. Even like everybody was, else. Even though I was bald, I asked my doctor and, you know, he was so chill. He was like, just keep your pick line clean. <laughs> he wasn't really all for it. Um, but yeah, I, I got her from a Laponian breeder and I told her my situation and I said, don't worry if, if something happens to me, Tim is going to take her. So we got her and, and what's she was her like, name? Her name is Elsa. Oh, okay. And Elsa she doesn't sing like, Frozen, does she? Nope, but I watched Frozen a lot. I watched a lot of Disney movies. <laughs> um, but I walked her and it was really therapeutic to have a puppy and raise her. It kept my mind off everything. I had sepsis and I was like telling my followers, I just want to get out and see Elsa and see my dog. And at the time, I only had my Dalmatian Blue and my Chihuahua. So then we got Elsa. That was our third dog. It's a different story. Once I got out, I got unleashed. Yeah. I got every <laughs> You got unleashed, literally, yeah. Um, so now you have, you have six dogs, and I think you also mentioned, meow. what do you got? I've got four ragdoll cats. So, oh. yeah, so I do breed my ragdolls, and um, they're all Tika registered. They're, I got Stanley from uh, Russia, actually, before I got sick. So people that have been following me for years, they remember when I picked him up from the airport. And yeah, so I, I have a tiny little breeding cattery, I guess you could say, of three cats that I breed. And I post them on my social media and I sell the kittens through the hospital and to people in my area. I love ragdolls. They just go bloop. Oh yeah, they're like so friendly and a lot of college kids get them that need a companion. That's their ragdolls. That's what they do. They rag around. So what, what I'm seeing is a full circle. You were a little kid tugging on your dad as he yeah. went to this growing hospital, but also caring for different farm animals. And now look at you now, a house of 10. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like, and I grew up 
with them, um, my, with my dad doing C-sections, and I just love the baby animals. And then now that I, we don't know, I can't have kids for maybe three or four years, depending on what they tell me. I'm kind of like getting my motherly nature out through all my baby animals and, and doing some of the breeding. But yeah, so I grew up with all that back in the day. And, and my dad did, does artificial inseminations for some top breeders. So I'm one of the repro vets at our hospital. Wow. I get booked with a lot of like, you know, Frenchies, Shih Tzus, all that stuff that everyone knows isn't completely natural. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shih Tzu but, is the way you say it. Yeah. 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 But there's a whole repro side of veterinary world too. And I, I'm, I'm into that. What's your parting message you want to say to people? How would you describe Lindsay Butzer, DVM? Oh, that's a, um, I would say just a pet lover and, um, and like a family fun, uh, like community vet that wants to help out all of her, uh, the pets living in her community. Amen, sister. You are an amazing, amazing person. And I have been honored to have you on the show. So I really thank you again, quickly, how to get hold of you the best way. The best way is Googling Dr. Lindsay Butzer. <laughs> It'll Why did you make up. it so easy? <laughs> Go to my YouTube channel. Yeah. 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 I subscribe to yours. Will you subscribe to mine? I need to get a thousand. It's Arden Moore. Oh, I, I have subscribe. over 450 videos. Oh my God. Everyone That's needs to subscribe. Door. All right. Yeah. Thank you. That would be nice. Because if I get to a thousand, then the heavens open up, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I'd love to do <laughs> so. a video with you one day. Everyone let's do it let's do it we can do a fun eating. thing because when i do uh, my pet first aid i created a program how to be a mutt giver what do you do when you don't have a first aid kit the vet is far away what do you do wearing what's around you and using to stabilize render aid on the scene and get them to the vet and it involves an ikea bag so i i just got you curious right that's awesome yes <laughs> so we'll have to talk about that Hey, um, everybody, humbly go to Ardenmore.com. You'll see what I'm up to. I also want to do a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter, is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio. We are the largest pet radio network on the planet. So check out some of the other shows with my colleagues that are hosting the show. Until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, saying just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.